opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Um, Brandy, do you think you want to do some door prizes now? Yes, I do. All right. You just have to stay that awake and lively all afternoon. Right. We are going to start with a $25 Amazon gift card. Janet Trapasso. Who donated the cookware? Because we got some a few pieces of really nice cookware to give out. This is a casserole pan ceramic cookware for the grill. Chantel Wilson. Is Chantel in the room? Chantel, are you in the room? No. How about Mary Weber? How about Daniel Lagoo? Daniel Lagoo in the back. We have a six quart copper nonstick square pan with lid. It's a nice heavy piece. Debbie Corman. We've got an 11 inch copper nonstick walk with lid. Erica Wolf. Justin Gray. We have $20 from Joplin Service Club. Stephanie Burkhead. I've got a $25 Walmart gift card from Springfield Service Club. Tom Jones. Well, you know Molly's going to take that away from him, so. I have got a ceramic cup, coffee cup with matching ceramic spoon from MCB. Janelle Edwards. That's an easy one. <laughs> hey, yeah. I have got another $25 Walmart gift card from UWB. Barbara Sheenbein. And 
Wanda Matlock. All right, I've still got a whole bunch, but this is the last one I'm going to do for right now. It's $25 from Allied Workers for the Blind. Shirley broke off. <laughs> what are the odds? All righty, thanks, guys. Thank you, Brandy. Appreciate that. And I'm sure all the winners appreciate it as well. <laughs> so are there any announcements that anybody has that they want to make before we get started? Raise your hand if there is. Um, this is uh, Carrie Smith, and we would like to do a B BRL and um, library users raffles to uh, before we adjourn, if that's okay. Uh, this is Larry from the Springfield Service Club. I want to let everyone know that we still had a raffle going on for two baskets. One's a beauty basket, and one is for a adult party pack. Uh, we will draw at 630 right before the banquet. Uh, if anyone wants any tickets, they can find anyone from the Springfield Service Club. All right, are there any more announcements? I will tell you guys that at the end of this session, after we vote and all that fun stuff happens, we will be, and there's a few more committee reports that we have to do, we will be having enough time for drawings. So if you want to do your drawings then, we can do that. Okay. All right. Well, is there any other announcement? Okay, question away. Uh, where where can we get the um, library users tickets? <laughs> Janet apparently is Janet Bold is selling tickets and she is right there. So good, good directions, Kay. <laughs> right there. Okay. Any other questions? Uh, Northern Lights has uh, their 50-50 raffle. Uh, it's on the table. We'll do it at uh, 4.50 this afternoon when you do the rest of them. Okay? Okay. Do you want to come with me? Thank you. All right, guys, we need your attention. Thank you very much. We're going to have Susan Sanderson need to do another credentials report for you all. So if we could do that. Uh, go ahead, Susan. I have to report that we've had more registrations since the last report, and we now have 100 people to vote. Thank you, That's Susan. That's the end of my report. Susan, can you make a motion that we adopt that report? I make a motion that you adopt the report I just gave of 100 voters. Okay. It's been moved. Mo mo really? Okay. There's been a motion made. Do we have a second? Second. All right. It's been moved and seconded. Any discussion? Hearing none, all those in... There's somebody with their hand up. Oh, somebody's got their hand up. Okay. 
yes, I just want to know the 100 people, is that all members or is that with guests? Sabrina, that is all registered voters that are legally allowed to vote. All right. Does that answer all the questions? All right. Any more discussion? Okay. Since there's no more discussion, all those in favor of adopting the credentials report as, as presented, say aye. Aye. Any opposed to this uh, credentials report, say no. No sneezing allowed in the middle of a... No, sorry. All those, all those opposed to the credentials report as, as presented, please state, state, oh, signify by saying no. Hearing nothing, thank you. The credentials report is accepted. All right. Our next item of business is elections for president, vice president, and secretary. Before we start on the elections, the chair asked our parliamentarian, Chris Dickey, to explain the election procedures. Thank you, Madam President. Uh, thought we'd uh, kind of talk about the procedures because the last two years, obviously, with uh, having Zoom meetings, they were done a little bit differently. And I think probably some of you might remember calling me during the lunch breaks to cast your vote. Obviously, we'll be doing that differently, which is was kind of nice. Um, so first of all, um, like your president said, uh, even number of years, you will be electing a president, vice president, and secretary. Um, qualifications for these offices is that uh, a person must be a member of MCB for at least two years and have attended at least one convention. Um, so nominations will be taken for each one of the offices, so they'll be asked uh, who wants to make them? Uh, at that time, if you raise your hand, someone will bring you a mic. Uh, when there are no more uh, anyone else wanting to make a nominations, when that is through, then the um, nominations for that office will be closed. Um, after we have um, all the nominees, then we will have a candidates forum where each candidate will be allowed to speak for three minutes. And um, after we do that, then we will have the elections of each uh, uh, office. If there, if the um, office is con is contested, then the vote will be taken by electronic keypad. If they're not contested, then they can ta be taken by voice. The election can be held by voice if it's not contested. And uh, it takes a majority vote to win. If there are more than two candidates that have been nominated for an office um, on the and in, on the first ballot, if no one receives a majority vote on the first ballot, then the second ballot will only be between the candidates with the um, two highest votes from the first ballot. And then the one with the majority from that on the second ballot will be considered elected. So those are the procedures for the election. Okay, thanks, Chris. 
because you did a better job than I would have. By the time I was done, you guys would have been going, really? <laughs> so, okay, now I'm going to turn this over to Vice President Chip Haley, who will assume the chair on nomination of the Office of President. Thank you, Madam President, and good afternoon, everyone. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, please remember that you have to have your badge if you're going to be issued one of the electronic clickers. So if you don't have your badge, you need to scoot to your room, wherever it is, grab it, get back in here, in order to be issued one of the electronic clickers. All right. And also, ladies and gentlemen, when we ask for nominations, if you nominate someone, please make certain that you've conversed with them and they're agreed to run for that office. We don't want someone being nominated and then we find out they really didn't want to run for office. So, all right, with that in mind, I now open the floor for nominations for MCB State President. All right. I would like to place the name of somebody that you might know, the lovely, delightful Kay Malquis for president. Thank you. The name Kay Malquis has been entered into nomination for MCB state president. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? Oh, my name is Danny Lawrence, and I would like to nominate myself as president. <laughs> The name Danny Lawrence has been placed in denomination for MCB State President. Are there any other nominations? Are there any other nominations? All right, Madam President, I call that the nominations be closed, and I now turn the microphone back over to you. Okay. Thank you, Chip. I appreciate that. Nominations are now open for vice president. If you would like to make a nomination for vice president, please raise your hand and someone will bring you the mic. Yeah. Chip Haley has been nominated for vice president. Are there any are there any further nominations for vice president? Okay. Are there any further nominations for vice president? There being no further nominations for vice president, the chair declares that nomination for vice president are closed. Nominations are now open for secretary. If you would like to make a nomination, do, please raise your hand and someone will bring you the mic. There you go. All right. I'll make a nomination for Sarah Kaysen for secretary. Sarah Kaysen. Sarah. Okay. Sarah Kaysen had been nominated for secretary. Are there any further nominations for secretary for the office of secretary? Are there any further nominations for the office of secretary? Nominated. 
Julie. Yeah. Julie. All right. Julie Broker has been nominated for the Office of Secretary. Are there any further nominations? This is Karen Hawkins from Agape. I'm just wanting to make a request that when people nominate someone, could you also please tell us a little bit about the person? What Actually, what's, what's going to happen there is after people are nominated, there will be a forum in which the people that have been nominated have three minutes to talk about themselves. Okay. So at that point, hold on. That's good. Thank you. So are there any further nominations? There being no further nominations for the secretary, the chair declares the nominations for secretary closed. Okay, guys, we will now conduct our candidates forum. And the chair is going to ask our parliamentarian, Chris Dickey, to facilitate the candidates forum. Okay, if all the candidates would like to make their way forward, there's some chairs up here up front. You can sit in. Okay, thank you. All the candidates are now in front of the room. And we will start we will start the candidates form with the office of president and we will go in the order in which they were nominated. Okay, the first person the first person to speak for the office of president will be Kay Malquist. You have three min three minutes, Kay. All right, I you guys have heard from me enough this weekend. I mean, I think you know where I really stand. I'm really about this organization. I've already put a lot into it, and I really care. And I, I feel that I can, I, I am a very, I, I, we've got a really good idea as to what's happening with this organization, where it needs to go. And I really, really want to see MCB succeed and flourish. And I think doing that is going to require a good, uh, administration or whatever you want to call this and I, th I think we've got the makings to really really go somewhere and do something with this organization and that makes me very excited and I want you all to be a part of it as I've said and so I, I really think that's what I have to say. I want to see every uh, us doing outreach, collaboratively working with other organizations and so much that's just going to be so much more to our our um, mission. So if you've ever read that, that's really what we're about, and that's what I'd love to see happen more with this organization. Thank you. Okay, the next candidate for the Office of President is Danny Lawrence. Danny, you'll have three minutes. My name is Danny Lawrence, and I'm probably sure that everybody might have a story, good or bad, about Danny Lawrence. 
<laughs> and, and it might be warranted, but I'd like to know, let you know that I am a changed man. Uh, <laughs> oh, is that funny? I'm sorry. But, but, but again, my name is Danny Lawrence here, and the real thing about it here is that um, I have no allegiance with anyone, so it, the things that need to be done with MCB won't be hard for someone that does have does not have allegiance to people. The thing that we need to do, as you heard in all meetings, we're losing money, and. One thing that we're going to have to do is stop spending money. And I see that we have some people out here for fundraisers to try to, to, um, to justify spending money. Uh, I think that what we need to do is to be able to take a step back, take a breather, and also bring diversity to MCB. I'm also about advocacy. Okay, um, I don't know what MCB advocates, uh, and if we want to get younger, we got to think and do what young people do, which they do like advocacy. I don't know what our vision is, but we need a vision and something where somebody can take some teeth to it and, and chew that and think over it and make MCB better. Uh, also, um, I believe in uh, not only advocacy, but I also want to believe in diversity with us. I would like to get new blood in here a chance. We already know what most of us think. The same people, if you look around or hear around, you know the same people be here pretty much every year. And if we want to do something that we've never done, we got to do something uh, excuse me, if we want to get somewhere that we've never been, we definitely have to do something that we never had done. Okay, so when you vote, uh, just think about the issues here, not the personality. You know what I'm saying? Please think about the issue. And Kate, if Kate wins, congratulations in advance. But we need to be looking at how can we stop spending money and to turn it around. Uh, so, uh, so our future will still be MCB. Because uh, if we're spending money and the stock market is steady spending our money, we will have no money. So we do need to have an answer. I'm not going to say that I'm going to be the best. But I can tell you this, I will give it my best shot. And I do have people at Washington University who would love to roll up their sleeves and help us turn this thing around. Uh, I don't want to make a whole lot of promises so that people say, hey, you said this and you said that. One thing that I would like for us to do, <clears throat> also, I have a vision. Uh, they were saying about the board, and there's a lot of board members. Do I got 15 seconds? Uh, thank you. <laughs> they, were say, uh, they were saying that, uh, oh, time's up? But, hey, thank you, and please vote with your mind, not your heart. Thanks. That, that concludes the speeches for the Office of President. For the Office of Vice President, Chip Haley, you have three minutes. Chris, are you taking, doing the timer? I am. Let me know. Not two minutes and 59 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, ever since I joined this organization back in 1990, I've had the distinct pleasure of working with each and every president since I joined this organization. I've been able to work very closely with each and every one of them. And as I set out to do my very best to ensure that they do their very best, 
all I have ever wanted to do, and please trust me when I say this, that all I've ever wanted to do is to be of any kind of assistance and help in ensuring the success of whoever office that that individual is holding, whether it's president, vice president, secretary, whatever it might have been. I've not had the distinct pleasure of working as close with the MCB treasures in the past, but I don't know why it's worked out the way that it has. When I look back on the presidents that I've worked very closely with, Edna Freeman, Kenny Emmons, Kathy Wheeler, Phyllis Lovett, Denny Huff, Patty Shonlaw, Naomi Sewell, Kay Momquist, each and every one of these presidents, for whatever reason, I've, I've had that distinct honor, pleasure of working very closely with them. And doesn't mean that they always took my suggestion, because I'm not the smartest guy in the world, not the sharpest pencil in the, in the box, but all, again, that I've tried to do is offer my assistance and helping in any way that I can. I don't care what the uh, project or item may have been that I was asked to do. I've always given it my very, very best. Ladies and gentlemen, if you know me, you know that I take the responsibilities that have been thrust upon me very seriously. You know that you can have confidence in me to, to do the, the, res, the responsible thing no matter what it is that, that I have undertaken. Now, doesn't mean that I may have always done it uh, the right way, the best way. There may have been other ways that could have been better. But one thing you're going to get out of me, and I give you this, my promise and my word, and that is you're going to get, as far as I'm concerned, my very best. And in working with Naomi Sewell and with Kay as vice president, uh, I was able to work very closely with both ladies. And when Naomi resigned, and Kay took on the office of president. I became vice president. And she and I work very close. She and I have very good, not just a good, great working relationship. She and I have a good friendship as well. But I just want you to know. Thank you. That, that concludes the candidates for the Office of Vice President. We'll now move on to the Office of Secretary. First up is Sarah Kaysen. Sarah, you have three minutes. Thank you very much. It's an honor to have been nominated. I did not expect this, but I'm pleased to accept. I was sassy Sarah last night. I hope you all enjoyed it, or hope you all enjoyed it. But what I want to say today is I've been... Honored to be part of this organization since 2015, have worked closely with CHIP, with ATI, and with my Blind of Central Missouri affiliate. I just want you to remember that I am often courteous, assistive, a little bit silly at times, on time when I need to be, and need to do the right thing for you. That's Kaysen. Please remember me, and I would do the best, the job to the best of my ability and take direction from all officers, no matter what their division, no matter what their issues, because you all care about this organization, as do I. Thank you. God bless, and please remember me when you vote. 
Okay, and then the, um, our other candidate for the office of secretary is Julie Broker. Julie, you have three minutes. I'll go Okay. Oh, sorry. All right, my name is Julie Broker. I moved down here in 2017, joined MCB in 2018. This is my second convention. And my experience, I would think I would use for secretary, is I worked in 2018 at Six Flags St. Louis, NGR, which is a fancy name for customer service. And so we had to handle complaints and everything like that. I know how to do Microsoft Office, and I also know how to use the Google, Google software because I had to use it at work. And I also know how to do the Apple iOS people for people who just have iPhones and stuff like that. So I basically know how to do the different kinds of secretarial software, I guess you'd say. But um, one thing about my job is um, when I worked at Six Flags, we had a boss that wanted to have everything exactly so people want things verbatim. I'm very detailed with notes. I mean, the bonds kind of say I kind of like write things out like I talk, which means kind of long. So if you want detailed things, I'm pretty good at, pretty good at doing that also. And I've always been taught to look, work as a team, so I'm willing to take a suggestion from anybody else also. So... Thank you. I guess that's all I have to say. <laughs> Madam President, that concludes the candidates forum. All right. Well, that completes the nomination process for the positions of president, vice president, and secretary. For the president, the following have been nominated. Kay Malmquist and Danny Lawrence. <coughs> we will be voting by electronic, um, by electronic keypad. So I don't know if the keypads have been passed out or if they're going to be. We need to have the keypad distributed, and then I will explain the directions. You guys pretty much know them. Um, and if you have neighbors next to you that are not familiar with these, but I will give out the instructions, and then you'll know which key is for whom. So we'll wait until they're distributed. The other thing is when you get these, don't press any buttons. Because if you press a button, you will vote for who knows who, and we could end up with, well, anyway. No, but seriously, don't press the buttons until it's time, and then the app or the program will record who presses what. So we'll explain them to you as soon as you get them. Janelle Morris, are you okay with doing the strategic plan committee as the chair? Yes. All right. Come on up here and... Have at it. Thank you very much again. Okay, this is Janelle Morris, and I'm here to give the strategic plan report. Um, under finances and major fundraising, we had A, conduct annual events to raise additional major revenue for the council, and that was example for trivia nights, dancing in the dark, guide dog, and white cane walks, and completion date is annually and then um, under B increase our activity to find bequests and memorials through 
the state funeral director and elder law organizations. Completion date is continuing. And um, C, establish an annual solicitation individual and planned giving campaign. Completion date annually. D, continue to market the services of MCB at job seminars or community health fairs. Completion date is annually. E is to promote the MCB and its affiliates to Lions Clubs statewide. Completion date's ongoing. F is seek specific program sponsorships through corporate citizenships, community donors, or funding agencies. Completion date's ongoing. Okay. Under leadership and staffing, A, hire a developmental director part-time or full-time and we're still waiting on that to happen. B is to create a leadership seminar for future leaders of MCB. Completion date is 4-1 of 21, which we've moved that to 10-20-23. And then um, C, continue to review the bylaws and standing rules and make any resolutions necessary to further advance the mission of MCB. Completion date is ongoing. D is partner with local colleges and universities to facilitate intern development involvement with MCB. And that is, completion date is to be put on hold pursuant to um, the consultant guidance. Um, better under better relationships and communication. A, review and evaluate the membership survey and partner with the local university or intern to conduct the survey by phone to 600 plus members of MCB. Create a membership survey. Get a group or organization of people to call MCB members to assist them with the survey, i.e. Delta Gamma Lions Club. And that is um, put on hold pursuant to consultant guidance. And then um, B is maintain a positive relationship with the Department of Social Services in formulating the regulations for blind pension fund with the Missouri Support Division. And then um, C is provide education and training to members on the Blind Pension Fund. That com that's completion date is ongoing. Create a Blind Pension Handbook for distribution. Completion date is 10 of 2023. Provide training to local affiliates on how to enhance membership within their community. Work with past presidents on, we're gonna take out the working with past presidents and um, the completion date is 10 of 2023. Create an ad hoc committee to explore how to strengthen the special interest affiliates. The committee is to bring back recommendations to MCB Board of Directors. Special, we're going to include special interest affiliates. And the completion date is 10 of 2023. Develop a sensitivity training about deaf blindness. Um, Vice President to contact Mary Hale to see if she's still interested in staying involved. Um, 
that we had to change the date on. Responsible party is going to be the um, sensitivity training chair and deafblind sensory committee chair. Completion date is April of 2023. Create a sensitivity awareness committee to program training materials to distribute throughout the community to heighten awareness about blind people and their abilities. Completion, this is completed. Work with affiliates on sensitivity training, create awareness or an award for affiliate that does outstanding work in their community. And this is ongoing. And then under new membership, develop an MCB membership packet. The completion date is annually. Report out again on 4-2023. Engage members at large to encourage them to become more active in MCB. Um, on 1-21, we held a conference call with members at large. Um, completion date is semi-annually report out again on 4 2023 um, create a youth outreach committee to explore how to reach younger members that's semi-annually d is provide funding for scholarship winners to attend the mcb state convention and that's completed and then under communicate communication a streaming complete well, um, this is assign a single individual to be responsible for tr streaming all public board meetings through the MCB website. And this is ongoing. Secure hardwire network services with the convention with the convention internet multimedia committee chair. Assign one or more individuals a sole responsibility of acting as broadcaster for the MCB convention and monitoring the adequacy of the broadcast stream. Establish a phone line for listening to the MCB stream. Information line, maintain the MCB information line. Tree box, phone numbers 773-572-6387 with monthly updates. Completion date is ongoing. Website, improve online credit card donations for website. And that's completed. I'm sorry, that's on hold. Pending discussion with, till 4, 2023. <laughs> Develop new job descriptions for board officers by 2018 convention. That was completed. Provide board orientation and training for all board members on annual basis. Participation is required. Completion date is annual board training scheduled. Create and distribute board member handbook that will illustrate expectations for members and outline duties and responsibilities. And then last but not least, develop job descriptions for directors. And the completion date is completed, and we're going to report out again on 4-2023. Um, thank you to the committee members, um, Kay Momquist, uh, Chip Haley, Raymond Bishop, and Shirley Brokaw, and myself. And thank you, Kay, for letting me have the pleasure to do this.
That was a long and difficult report, and I thank you for that, Janelle. Um, it, it, it's, it's been a real pleasure working with Janelle, too. I mean, she, the last meeting we had, as you can tell how long that, that plan is, we went on and on and on. <laughs> but, so thanks again, Janelle. I appreciate it. Listen, we've got three more reports to do. So what we're going to do is we're going to do the voting first. Um, apparently, all the clickers are ready to go. Ah. Well, then should we do another report? They have to be passed out yet. You can't just tell your neighbor, hey, vote for me like this, would you? <laughs> so, yeah, don't push any buttons, like I said, and I'll give you instructions on how to use them for those of you that have never used them. It's pretty easy and self-explanatory, so you shouldn't have a problem. Have, have your name tag out with your dot on them. Like, for example, mine's hiding under the table. So, you know, make sure people can see it so they know that. Yeah. I'll have them hold them up. Hold, hold your name tags up. Yeah, kind of like I'm doing, if you can see that. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, anyway. So just hold the name tag up so people can see. Yep, you're We'll get these passed out, and then we'll get this show on the road. <laughs> and like I said, there's three reports left to go, so after we get through with elections and the convention committee report, and then there's three more reports after that. <coughs> All right, I have one more very important announcement. As they say in Chicago, vote early and vote often. I didn't say that. Ship did. <laughs> Blame him. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to describe to you these, the key fob, just so you know. The flat, yeah, well, it's an overgrown clicker, key fob. But anyway, the flat part goes away from you. The rounded part goes toward you. On the top, there are three buttons, A, B, C. Underneath that are two more, and those are D and E. The one that's by itself, well, leave it alone. It's the power button, so don't press it or your vote won't count. So... What we're going to do is when we vote, we're going to vote A, since there's only two candidates in each election or any elections that are contested, we're going to vote A and C. So the first one on the, on the left or the, the last one on the right, okay, rather than A and B because then you won't get anything too close. Oh, man, I hit the wrong one. So this way there will be no doubt in your mind. So we're going to do A and C. So when everybody gets their Clickers, let me know. Can you ask if, any, if there's any voting delegate in here who's not received theirs yet? Are there any voting delegates that have not received their clickers yet? If there are, raise your hands. Are there any voting delegates that do not have a clicker? If there is, please raise your hand. We want to make sure everybody has one. All right. Looks like everybody has clickers. And I've described to you how this works. So, ask if anybody has any questions. Hmm? Ask if anybody has any questions. Does anybody have any questions before I start giving instructions? All right. And we will start the voting, the electing. You want the instructions again? Okay. 
put the, put the rounded side towards you with the buttons on the top side, of course. I think you know that. And the flat part away from you. Now there's three buttons right underneath the screen. Those are A, B, and C. The next two buttons underneath are D and E. And then if you go down further, there's a button by itself. That's the power button. So now, when the election starts, all you have to do is push whichever button you want to elect the person you want. All right. Is everything ready, Robert? Yeah. All right. You, you would be button A. Right. And, yeah. Okay. Right. Yep. All right. If you wish to vote for K. Malmquist, press, please press the A button. And if you wish to vote for Danny Lawrence, please press the B. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, C. They got B written down here. The C. So it's C for Danny, A for K. Yep, do it now. Election is now closed. Thank you. And we will give you the results in just a minute. The number needed to for the majority was 42. And Kay Malmquist received 62, and Danny Lawrence received 20. So, uh, okay, I see. The, the chair declares that Kay Malmquist has been elected to president 2022 to 2024 term. All right, there's one candidate for vice president, so that we're going to do this by voice vote. All those in favor of Chip Haley as your vice president, please signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed, signify by saying no. All right? The affirmatives have it. Chip, they like you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. You don't know how much that warms and touches my heart. I love each and every one of you. I consider each and every one of you an extended part of my family. Again, I love you. Thank you again so much. As soon as it is set up for the next election, which shouldn't take long, we will vote for the secretary. So as soon as I'm given the go-ahead, I will give you the instructions, and away we go. Okay, here are the instructions. You remember all the buttons. So now, if you're going to vote... All right. If you wish to vote for Sarah Kaysen, please press the A key. If you wish to vote for Julie Broker, please press, press the C key. You may now vote. You what now? Have any rules in the 
They should have opened the door. You can open. You can open. All right. If they are registered to vote, you can open the doors and let them in. But honestly, guys, you shouldn't be going in and out during the vote. When we're having elections, you should stay in the room. So, all right. So the vote is is happening. And again, there was no one. Okay. There was nobody out there, apparently. So again, it is A for Sarah Kaysen, button C for Julie Broker. You can vote now. And in a minute, we will ask if you are done voting. All right. If everybody's voted, the election is now closed. Thank you. Sarah Kaysen is 34. And Julie Broker is 41. So, you might ask Julie to say something. Julie, would you like to say something? (laughs) So, the, the chair. The chair just would really like to um, congratulate Julie for the 2022-2024 term. Congratulations to our new secretary. Well, thanks for nominating you guys, and I'll do the best I can for you guys. Madam President? Yeah. This is Robert Vaughn. I have a question. Okay. What about parliamentarian for election? Parliamentarian? Or, I mean PR, public relations. I'm like, hey, I can't even I, talk. I didn't know we elected public, parliamentarians. Yeah, public relations. Are you running for the office or what? No, I just I thought that was on All right. the slate so, for today. You ask about public relations, and it's probably a good idea that you ask. People are going to wonder why we're not voting for PR. What, hap- what happened is, is that Chip Haley was PR. And since he is now your vice president, he has decided to resign as public relations chair. Um, in that event, his term is not over with yet. So what happens is, according to our bylaws, the president has to appoint, with the board's approval, a public relations chair, committee chair, to take over and fill out the end of CHIP's term. Then, at that point, next year, PR will become another elected position. So there will be no vote for PR today. And what will happen is I will go to the board with my recommendation and the board will say yay or nay. And they will fill out that existing term. Now let's hear from the convention committee coordinator. Actually, she has just been replaced. Okay, guys, we need you to be quiet, please. Thank you. All right, go ahead. Ask the question. Um, So my question is, who has the PR position then? Who has it? Right right now, you mean who who am I going to appoint at PR? Yes. No. Yes. Yes, that's the question. Oh, um, I'm sorry. Until until the other person is appointed, appointed, technically, 
um, Chip still has it, but that will happen very shortly at the next board meeting. Okay. And his, so at this point, Chip is still PR until the board agrees to an appointment. Is okay. this something that has changed? Because when Denny was PR and became president, he still had a year to finish, and they voted uh, for the PR at the time, and I finished out here. So is this something new or something? Um, actually, it was it was pointed out to me by our parliamentarian as to this is how it actually should have happened according to our bylaws, and this is what should happen from this point on. Whenever anybody resigns, if it's not the president or whatever, because then they automatically become the vice president, become president. But if anybody, then the president appoints whoever that person will be to fill out that existing term. That's what should happen and should have happened right from word go. My name is Marilyn Parker. I just want to know, where do you get the names from? Or do you just designate someone that you think can fill it in for the next year? Someone that you or maybe Chip knows and... You know, you go that way, or how, I mean, how do you decide who can even carry it this far? Because it's even important who's doing it now. It's not like, it's a whole year that someone's really going to be filling in that position. So who are the people that you look amongst to find out who that will be, and how do you choose that person? That's a, that's a good question, and it's a fair question. Um, Part of the decision is made, I, I have a, a few people in mind. Obviously, we know who is running for PR uh, in the candidates forum. Obviously, they will be considered um, as, as people that are interested. And so that's part of the decision-making right there. And the other one is knowing that we're going to be turning this over to somebody that really, I mean, it's, it's, that's a tough decision because you can't just say, oh, I like so-and-so, so we'll have them do it. Um, if you have expressed an interest, chances are one of you will probably get that. You know, So it's not just about who's your friend or anything else like that. It's who's re reliable, responsible, really sounds like they want to take it over and do a good job with it. And so that's, that's the decision-making process. And that's why we had a candidates forum. And actually, when we had the candidates forum, I was not aware that this uh, position would not be elected. And it wasn't until a couple of days after the candidates forum that I found this out, that this is how it should be done. But that's okay, because two people came forward, and that's a good step, because how do you know? I mean, I don't know everybody in this organization, so how do I know who is really interested in being in that position? So that worked out well, as far as I'm concerned. So that's how the choice is made, really. It's not about whose friend you are or anything else like that. Any other questions? Yes. Okay, go when, for it. When will your decision be made? Here, you'll be next. Uh, well, the, the sad part is, is that our next board meeting is on, I think, the 27th of October. So that's when that decision will be made, or at least, you know, brought to the board. I mean, I could tell you, I, I've got a pretty good idea who we're going to choose, but I'm not sure. Um, but I need to talk to the board first, and that's the part of our policies and rules, is that the board agree to an appointment before I can say, oh, here's your person. So it will be after the 27th of October. All right. Um, 
the thing I've noticed since I've been a member of MCB has been uh, that very few people know everybody who's running for positions, and I feel that the uh, main officers really need to socialize with everybody so that they would know people and know the type of interest they have in putting forth the effort to help this organization grow and keep on growing. So therefore, I feel that everyone, when you're in these meetings, uh, should you know really be open and entertain the idea to talk to the other members. Well, I, I don't disagree with you, Matthew. That's why I'm telling you, everybody, I want to hear from you. I want to know what your interests are. I want to know what you're into and everything else like that because you're right. I don't have a crystal ball that says, oh, you better appoint this person this. And unless you talk to me and tell me what you really think, if you read a list of, I mean, I can send out a list of committee chairs and everything else like that to everybody and say, you know, not chairs, but committees and what they are and, and what they're about and say, you know, are you in, interested in any of these and, and find people. But I agree with you. I mean, there's, nobody knows anybody. That's why I go around and I ask the president. Hey, do you know of anybody in your affiliate? And I feel sorry for the members at large because it's hard to get input because they don't belong to an affiliate and they don't really know a lot of people. So it's tough to know what everybody does, and that's why I'd, I'd like to know. I'd like to know what your interests are. Where do you want to participate? So I, I don't disagree with you, Matthew. Okay. Anybody else? All right. Hearing nobody? What? Somebody in the middle. Madam President, thank you so much. What I want to say is um, there needs to be some real accountability, meaning, and this is why I was hoping to get the position, but unfortunately I didn't. However, Julie's going to be a wonderful asset to you. But what I want to see very much happen is that there be accountability, meaning you need to officers, committee people, you really need to follow through with people quickly. If they express an interest, don't wait three or four weeks or, oh, I was going to appoint someone else to do it. Own your responsibility, please, if you want this organization to grow. Thank you very much. Well, there's a lot of talking behind the scenes, and I don't mean like privately or whatever, but going to people that we know are interested in being chairs, and unfortunately, I mean, I got a bunch of them in. If you were at the board meeting on Thursday night, there were four new people appointed as chairs, and the same thing's going to happen in that October meeting, and some of them are aware the only thing they have to wait for is board approval, and then we can run, but I agree with you, and I don't, you know, um, my thing is, is that if you it, energy is an interesting thing. It flows in, in, in directions. And so if you're compelled to do something, don't just sit around and wait for 10 years and go, well, maybe I ought to do that. And the same thing applies with what happens in this organization. I mean, if things are supposed to move, they're going to move. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time, but I, I, for the most part, I totally agree with you. But in this particular consideration, we have to wait for the board's approval. But these people know they're being thought about, and they know what's what's going on. So, and I, after this convention, I, it was just crazy getting this convention done. And so, after this convention, I will be talking to more people. There's no question about it. So, and I agree with you. So, 
nothing you're saying is 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 uh, taken as a disagreement in any way. So, thank you for that. All right. Have them collect the collect. Uh, uh, um, do you want to go and collect the? Cl- well, I, I don't think we're done with them. Um, because. Anybody that doesn't have your clicker, wave it in the air so they can find it. I I want to do, since we're in the voting mode, I would like to do the convention committee report. So, Brandy, can you do that? I can. Okay. She's the convention committee coordinator now. Hi, everybody. I hope everybody's enjoyed this convention. I want to applaud Agape for such a great job of amazing goodie bags. The trivia last night was a blast. The fact that I happened to be on the winning team. Uh, I'm digging this theme. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens tonight at the banquet. Uh, I got to, if you guys indulge me for half a minute. Uh, when Josuita called me and asked me if I would help with the committee, who happens to also include Wanda Lentz and Susan Sanderson, uh, I was at a really low po- uh, point. Uh, I had been without work for two years, and it gave me something to do starting off, and I went back to work. But that's okay. Convention's a magical place for me. So, uh, Speaking of which, for 2023, our convention will be held at the Doubletree in Springfield. The room rate is $100 per night plus taxes. The convention will be October 5th through the 8th. Springfield Service Club will be the host, but is requesting assistance from the board. Uh, and I will be getting the phone numbers out and stuff for that for the reservations. Our options for 2024 are Jefferson City or Branson. Branson Radisson, as we're looking at the dates of October 3rd through the 6th, 2024. The room rate is $134.95 per night, plus taxes. And remember, they have a huge tourist tax in Branson. Additional charge for meeting rooms will be $4,400. Our second option is Jefferson City at the Capitol Plaza. October 10th through the 13th, the room rate is $96 per night, plus taxes. There are no additional charges for meeting rooms. If this option is chosen, Blind of Central Missouri has agreed to host this convention. Madam President, at this time, the convention committee would like to move to have the 2024 convention in Jefferson City, October 10th through the 13th. The date in Jefferson City would be October 10th through the 13th. All right. Well, it has been moved that we. Yeah, it's been moved that we selected select a um, uh, Jeff Jefferson City or. Hold on, just a second. 
Jefferson City or Branson? It has been uh, seconded that we uh, select Jefferson City so as our 2024 convention site. So is there any discussion? That's at the Capitol Plaza. And that's at the Capitol Plaza. I'm sorry, did somebody say something? Yep. Yes. I'm sorry if I was shouting into the mic there all of a sudden. Um, I was wondering what more Brandy can tell us about the convention, about, about that hotel's current situation, because the last time, okay, I'm the one that's highly allergic to mold, but it's not good for anybody. But And just, just general things in that hotel were not in the great repair either that they used to be. And I know Jesuita did more of the upfront work, but what you can tell us about about the current conditions in that Jefferson City Hotel? Uh, they actually have remodeled that hotel. They have went in and, you know, remodeled it. What their definition of remodeled is might be different than, but it has been remodeled. Has anybody been there? I have not personally been there right. since the last convention in Jefferson City uh, to see it, but it has been on their. It was on their website when I looked at it a while back. All right. If there's any more questions, please raise your hand. Hmm? Okay. Uh, this is Brian Weekamp. I live in Jefferson City. If there's any way I can help by doing an on-site look at the hotel in any way just to see what shape it's in, I'd be glad to. Or we, we can get a couple people from Jeff City to go over and look, if that would help. Uh, Brian, this is Brandy. As you're aware, uh, the Capitol Plaza has flooded since day one. Yeah. The uh, State of Missouri and the Army Corps of Engineers have went in and done, from what I understand, some major work to uh, avoid that area, including the Truman Building being flooded every time it rains, it seems like, for a while. Is that incorrect? Those Truman Building and Capitol Plaza are, I think, in a floodplain. Um, I haven't been there since we were there last time in 2018, but if you'd like me to, uh, we could work out if to do, with the hotel's help, just an on-site look at what we're concerned with, um, as far as if there's any mold issues or, or if we have a list of our concerns, I'd be glad to help out in any way. Well, we have to make a decision today before we lose the opportunity at these contracts. I was actually uh, born in Jefferson City. I went to school at St. Peter's, which is in between the Truman Building and Capitol Plaza, basically. Uh, I follow a lot of the Jefferson City sites. I know it has. they have done some digging and stuff like, there to, like that to avoid the flooding in that floodplain. There's still a possibility of flooding, but it's not supposed to be near to the extent that it was. So that should help, help cut down on the mold issues. I can't remember if it was last year. We had talked about having a regular convention and Naomi and Terry went to the hotel and it was an absolute dive. That was not 
That was not this year. Yeah. That, that, no, that no. No, no, for no, last year. But that wasn't the ne that wasn't this hotel. Yeah. No, no, not this hotel. I'm saying no, last year. No, I'm saying year. that's not this ho the hotel. But what I'm saying is that wasn't this hotel in Jeff City that we're talking about right now, Terry. Okay, well, what what I'm what I'm saying is, I think even if we vote on the hotel, which is fine, but somebody needs to go there and do a walkthrough. Not necessarily before we, we decide, because if we have to decide today, we have to decide. But at least if we pick the hotel, somebody, before us as a convention shows up there, somebody needs to go there. And then we have to make a, a fast decision of something else, because otherwise, if you just do business over the phone, you don't know what they're doing. I am willing to make a trip to Jefferson City to personally check it out. Uh, at this point, uh, you are looking at $40 a night. Virginia, Different. do we know how many rooms were reserved for this convention? Uh, did you say $110? $110. That is like $40,000 difference that we would be giving the Radisson plus the $4,500 that they want to charge us for the rooms. Also, the Radisson is set back, just so people know. It's not on the strip at all. As far as the Capitol Plaza, it's uh, in a fairly central area, but it has not got a lot of walkability either. Uh, I'm seeing some questions in the back, Wanda. If you want to do it, I would. If you uh, want to come up, I would be glad to meet with you if we could work out some time. Um, I would think that since it is the capital city and the legislature is there, there, if there's any issues, they're not going to let that go because a lot of legislators, uh, lobbyists come in during the winter. Uh, but if you want to meet, we could work out a time. I'd really have to help you out or go through it and see what concerns we have and uh, just let me know. Sounds like a plan. All right, any more discussion? Madam President. Uh, yes, this is Robin. I just want to bring something up and most of you know, or a lot of you know, I used to work in travel. If you take the higher rate at Branson, I guarantee you that in the future you are not going to get the lower rate again because anything under $100 right now is pretty darn amazing. So I think you have to take that into consideration. Plus also getting there, transportation is going to be complicated for a lot of parts of the state. But really you've got to look at the cost of convention contracts and it'll never go back down again. All right. Thank you for that, Robert. Uh, Robin. Oh my goodness. Sorry. <laughs> you just you just changed gender and everything. <laughs> okay. Go go ahead, Chip. You seek the floor. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, Madam President. I don't know if he's still here. Toby Sanders, are you in the room? Okay. He. They may have went on ahead and left. But he and I spent some time in Jefferson City at the Capitol Plaza this past June. We were there for several days, and we found the hotel very adequate, and I believe that it would uh, meet our needs very well. 
Uh, then, this past September, my lovely, beautiful bride and I spent three days and nights at the Radisson Hotel in Branson, and we found it too very elegant. But I, we really didn't see that much difference between the Radisson and uh, the Capitol Plaza. My wife had also stayed there at the Capitol Plaza. So uh, I agree with the motion, the second, that we move forward with the Capitol Plaza in Jefferson City. Thank you. All right. Any more discussion? There's one more in the back. One of my key issues would be what is the walkability of the two areas and I think you touched on it. I know I've been to Jeff City and in Branson. Jeff City is very walkable and it's got all of the state buildings. Branson, you've got shows, restaurants and everything else but I'm real concerned about crossing those streets in Branson. So that's something you really need to consider how are we going to get around in that area? I can actually speak to both of those. Uh, within walking distance of the Capitol Plaza, there's Aris's. The downtown Jefferson City area has a couple other restaurants off the top of my head. I cannot think of what. But uh, there are several places around the Jefferson City area that are within walking distance besides the hotel. Uh, yes, it's a hill because you're coming up off of the river. Uh, with Branson, the Radisson is set way back off the road, and it is in the bottom of a valley. So you have the famous Branson Hills and the Ozark Mountains to climb, uh, but then it's not real close as far as on the strip to a lot of the eateries. It's closer to a couple of the, like the uh, Grand Country, the Andy Williams Theater, uh, I'm trying to remember what's right there. I've been to Branson several times in the recent years. Uh, there's, you know, not a whole lot. And as far as walkability, you are very correct. Trying to con uh, cross 76 Country Boulevard uh, is a pain. You have to do it at a light, and there are not many lights along there. Also, too, you have Amtrak in Saint, uh, from St. Louis and Kansas City, both into Jefferson City, along with the bus lines that go into Jeff City as well, which Branson doesn't have those options. Yes, Susan? It's more of a statement. Um, if you go to Jefferson City, I talked this morning to Wolfner Library, and she can arrange for tours there. We've also done tours at the prison. We can get that arranged. And uh, they even have a mystery um, ghost tour at the, at the uh, penitentiary. And the Blind of Central Missouri can arrange for wills to give us transportation from the hotel to different places. Thank you. That would be. All right. Hearing nothing more, is there, I, I, I'm going to shut off questions if you don't mind because we could go on about this all day. So I appreciate everybody's input. It's been, it's been good and thank you. So if you are in favor, please signify by saying aye. Aye. If you are opposed, say no.
man. You may just have to be way more forceful about how you feel, I'm telling you. So, so the affirmative has it, and the motion is adopted that our 2024 convention will be held in Jeff City at the Capitol Plaza. So we have just a couple of committee reports left to go. I think only two. I thought there was three, but I can't find it. So if I'm missing you, you have to fess up and be honest and tell, you, tell me that I missed you. But Robert Vaughn, can you do the building committee report? All right, there's not much to report. Um, during the pandemic, especially as it became towards the end, People kept asking, you know, when will the building be open? What are we going to do? Well, it's open now, and uh, they've already got barbecues and events lined up here and there up until next summer. So if anyone needs the building for anything, get a hold of myself for the office and see if the date works out, if it's available. And I would like to thank my committee, which consists of myself, Julie Broker, Donna Wiedlich, and Jess Sweda is kind of, I call her part-time. She still helps and uh, kind of gave me some of the ins and outs when I took this position. So thank you to my committee. And that's my report. Uh, Robert, this is Chip. I got a quick question for you. I know at yeah, one time there was a charge, I think something like $50 or whatever it might have been. Is there still a charge or no charge for the use of the building? I don't believe there is. I, I can double check and get with you, but I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, was there a question? Yeah. Go ahead. at the building besides the barbecues? Well, I know about the barbecues. That's uh, That was on there a few times. I'm not sure. Probably some game days. I know I know that we are talking about um, Vanco has come in um, for interpretive services and things like that. So we've actually opened it up to other people. I know there's been a few meetings, um, uh, affiliate meetings there. And so it's it just opening up. If anybody comes up with any ideas or reasons that they want to use it, I know we are talking about, and we really haven't come out public with this whole thing yet, um, of having a, uh, a, a small reopening party. And uh, I guess Terry could tell you a little bit more about that, but we'll definitely make it public so that anybody wants to come in, you know, from out of town or whatever maybe can do so or, or what. I'm, I've always felt it kind of sad because I realize that the uh, office is in St. Louis and some of you guys in other parts of the state kind of, um, I wouldn't say resent, but you know it, it's frustrating because if we do something up in St. Louis, some of you guys can't attend and, and just simply can't afford it, can't do it, and I get it. And, and I feel bad about that because in some ways I almost feel like we're not including you, but we'd like to. I wish there was a way that we could bring you guys in on more events up here in St. Louis. On the 22nd of this month, which is a Saturday, I believe, um, we're going to have a 
grand reopening party. It's going to be free to those of you that come. We have uh, at least one affiliate so far that has, is contributing. It's going to be just a simple thing. We're going to have burgers and brats and, you know, some stuff to go with that, chips or whatever. I know Kay's going to make beans. Her beans are awesome. So, um, anyway, it, so we're, we're, going to, we're going to do that kind of thing. Uh, that was kind of my idea. I told her that we should do it. She said, well, should we wait until after I see if I get elected? And I said, no. Actually, I wanted to do it last month, and, and everybody wanted to wait because everybody had stuff going on. So we, we finally settled on the 22nd of this month. So those of you that can come, um, we, we would appreciate a phone call to let us know that you're coming. We're gonna, we, we have a number of, in mind as to what, you know, how much, how much food to buy and all that kind of thing. But if you want to let us know that you're coming, we'd appreciate that. We're going we're gonna to do it between like noon and four. This way, it's going to be just a, you know, we'll probably eat somewhere around noon, you know, 1230, something like that. And then it's just going to be for socialization. Everybody can sit around and visit, do what everybody loves to do best, right? There won't be any games or anything like that unless somebody wants to do, you know, unless you guys want to, somebody wants to get together and play cards or something, but... There, it's just going to be for socialization and, and fun that day. And uh, just a party to let everybody know that the building is open and we're, we're back, basically back to as much normal as we can be. Okay. Thank you for that. So without more ado, I will get into uh, my personnel committee report. Oh, boy. Would it be all right if I make the one other announcement? I guess. Anything to interrupt my... Go ahead. I'm not going to go into the politics of this at all. Um, but by this time, for those of you that know about what's, what's going on, you know, like with ACB radio and stuff, but by this time next year, we are hoping... And we're going to work towards this really hard to have MCB radio. And what we want to do with it, we're going to have multiple streams just like ACB. We're going to pattern this similar to what ACB radio has. And I understand Michigan radio is their Michigan... um, you know, whatever, whatever they call it, MCB. Yeah, they're, they have a radio station. I don't know anything about it, but I've heard about it. We're going to pattern this after ACB in that we're going to have different things on the different streams. Um, Chip with that great radio voice. I think he's got a good radio voice, don't you guys, huh, Chip? Huh? Well, you know, he does, and, and this is not talked about, 
as much as I think it should be, Meet the People of MCB. And we're going to have a stream dedicated to Meet the People. And then we're going to do other things. We want to, we want to bring other, other uh, blind-related <coughs> podcasts and broadcasts in. And so we're going to have some fun with this, along with being able to broadcast the convention and all that kind of thing from there. So look for this in the future, MCB Radio. You'll be hearing more about it. I'm sure that Kay will put it out there on the, on you know, in, on the chat list and all that kind of thing. So I'm excited about it. It was kind of my my brainchild, and so I'm going to work hard on getting it up and running for you guys for this next year. I love the sound of. It. Yeah. All right. Was there another question before I start? Hearing nothing? All right. Here we go with the personnel committee report. And first things first, I really want to thank my committee. Uh, Chip Haley, Johanna Jeremiah, and Paul Mims for, and, and, and before, um, of course, Naomi Sewell, for doing such a great job with this committee. I mean, we had a lot of work, and um, it was kind of feast or famine, and they really have been a great team to work with. They stepped up to the plate. They did what we needed to do, and, and in some cases, we all agreed to, agreed to no way, not that. <laughs> so uh, the first thing we did this year was um, Virginia Drafkin's evaluation, and we, we did that, and she had really high scores, and overall, we're very pleased with her performance, and we appreciate the job that she does. Well, then on March 14th, Eleanor Coyle suddenly <laughs> resigned as our uh, office clerk. So that meant we had to interview people. And we interviewed a few people, and I think it was actually April 27th that Nance Sayer um, became officially started as our um, office clerk. New and I'll tell you what, she has been doing a great job, and we're really happy to have her on board. So then comes the fun stuff. We were entrusted with the duties of updating the employee handbook. Yeah, that's what we said. Oh, the more we looked, the more confused we became. <laughs> so I won't uh, go into the long, frustrating details, but the upshot of the thing was is we actually had two different copies. And one of the copies was actually of the employee handbook was actually laid out really nicely. And it was done for us by paychecks who used to do the payroll for the office staff. And we are currently now with a, an, a company called ADP. I say, well, anyway, we liked the, the way that this other handbook was laid out and was organized. But even so, ultimately, we decided to turn the updating. Well, it was still, we needed help. I mean, <laughs> we'd look at things and we'd, we even had uh, Chris Dickey, our parliamentarian, looking through this and she said, well, wait a minute, here it says this, but then there it says that. And it's like, oh dear. <laughs> 
So ultimately, um, with the uh, with the board's uh, good graces, we decided to turn the updating of the handbook over to paychecks. And so that was a good decision, I feel, because we liked what they had from years past. And so we feel that with the updating of terminology and things like that, it's going to be a good decision. Um, but um, not only are we going to uh, be doing that, but as possible returning clients, they have offered us and given us a really good offer, a better offer than what we currently have um, with, with ADP, with an entirely new HR package. So we will be going back to um, paychecks for our entire payroll setup. It's, it's, it's a much better situation, and we feel really good with that. And the board was in agreement to that. So that means we're going to switch back. And that, uh, we're really looking forward to that, because even in the case of Virginia and those guys having to deal with somebody with ADP, they have to de do just emails, or you can't actually talk to a live uh, representative, where here you can actually call somebody. So that, that's, that's a good thing. I think this is going to be a, a real positive thing. We'll get the uh, handbook updated, and we'll get an entirely new HR package going. So now for the latest update, since I am currently your president, and it looks like I will be for a while now that the elections are over, and thank you for that very much, I made the recommendation to the board that Tammy Schnelli be appointed as our new personnel committee chair. The board agreed to that appointment, and so she is now your new personnel committee chair. And I honestly think she's going to bring a lot to the plate. I mean, she's going to definitely be a welcome addition, and it's going to be a lot of fun working with her. And that's really pretty much it. And again, I really want to thank my, uh, I say my committee, I'm, I'm sorry, but the personnel committee for working with me and being such a great group to work with. So thank you guys very much. Madam President, Chip Haley. Yeah, go ahead, Chip. Yeah, one of the things, ladies and gentlemen, that she failed to mention was... Oh, I would Tam never. Yes. <laughs> Tammy Schnelly is going to, of course, be our new MCB Personnel Committee Chair. But what she failed to mention was, of course, that she will remain on that committee. And well, also, Shirley Brokaw, Janelle Edwards, Johanna, Jeremiah... And me, the only male on that committee. I feel like a fifth wheel on a stagecoach, so ladies and gentlemen, please pray for me. You poor henpecked human, I really. All that estrogen. <laughs> wow. Well,. Does anybody know of any other committees that I really forgot? Oh, you know what? I knew there was another one. Guess who it is? We can never forget Bev Cascaden with the summer camp committee as the summer camp committee chair. So you come up here and you tell us about how to get warmer weather and make it stay warm all winter, please. 
and whatever else you want to tell us about there. Tell us about summer camp. All right. How many people say excuse me to an empty chair when they go by? I just did that. I just did that. <laughs> well, anyway, oh, what a great, great, great convention we've had to get back together again and, and all the changes that we've had. But I'm going to start out. Do you want numbers? Attendance has been down. So, of course, our expense has been down. So, this year our total expense was $30,359.39. With that, we received a $25,000 grant from the Lighthouse for the Blind, which I do ask for every year. So, whew, that only cost, well, you can do the math there on that. So, but. I'm hoping to get our numbers back up again. I know people have been a little leery with COVID, and actually I came home with it (laughs) in August, besides strep throat, but you know what? I bounced back. It was okay. Um, So I hate to ask for a cut in the budget right now. I'm hoping to get the numbers back up again and have that money available if we do. Transportation is also very difficult. Very difficult. So if people have any ideas on what you could do to help with transportation, to get people to be able to come and enjoy this valuable program, to see new people come, it is so rewarding, and they reconnect, or some of them reconnect with other people and share ideas. We have actually, Missouri Council has received some vital new members because of camp. So I really feel that um, I really feel that this is a very important program. Okay, let me check my notes here. Those attending are really great influenced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) MCB has, yeah, gained that. (laughs) Okay, dates. Next year's dates. Will be, the first week will be the week of June 5th. The second full week will be the week of July 31st. Okay. I love it. You're repeating what I said. Um, Then the weekend will be August 24th. That's a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then leave Sunday after lunch. So, uh, let's see. Yeah, that's of year 2023. Thank you. We still, and then we do still have surprised Danny got funds left in the Otella Robinson grant program. Otella was a dear lady who loved going to camp. So when she passed away, she left money in her will to go for people to be able to go to camp. So we do have guidelines for that. Um, If you've never attended or if you haven't attended in the past three years, we had one person use it this year. So there is still, mm, let's see, 
$690 left in that, that program. And I do recommend, too, which I love having this available. So if you would like to contribute in memory of someone who's passed away or anything, if you put it towards that, it is helping someone be able to to attend camp. One of the one of our members, Stephanie, can I pick you out? Stephanie Bailey. She the first time she came, I remember her sitting back after playing cards and she said, I never knew I could do this. I never knew I could play cards and do these activities. Okay, as you know, I'm a person who um, is all about the rules. So as I read your rules, I don't see any rules about you have to be in the room to win something. So that might be a custom that you've had, which I believe. And customs stand until somebody complains about it. Now, if you want to make a rule about it, it would not be in order at this time because the under you are a Missouri corporation and the state of Missouri in the in the, their statutes say that to consider anything under new business um, um, if you have less than a third of your membership present, so I think you have 580 total members, I think that's what I wrote down, or 500 and some odd, whatever. And so a third of your membership would be 180-something. I, I calculated it earlier, but you're way short of a third of your membership being present here. So if you have a th- less than a third of your membership present, things have to be noticed before the meeting. That's why the Delta area blinds out something before the meeting so they could make that motion that you just voted on. So if you want to have a rule like that for next convention, there's a couple of things you can do. You you could present it in the convention standing rules and it would be in effect, but that's only... um, for that one convention. Or you can give notice ahead of time to create a, a standing rule of MCB to do something like that if you want people to be present. Otherwise, um, there I don't see any rule, and it, it would just be a custom. I have a question for you, Chris. If they do drawings and they say in their drawing their raffle drawings that you need not be present to win would that be a different situation because of the fact that it's been kind of a gentleman's agreement that with our door prizes you need to be in here to win but if they're doing raffle drawings under a separate uh, entity or whatever as far as affiliate and they have already said in their raffle drawing rules that you need not be present would that make a difference Right. So if you have individuals or affiliates running their own separate raffle or something like that, they can set whatever rules, pricing, whatever they want, and then each individual can decide whether or not they want to buy tickets. And, you know, they can say, I either don't, I like or don't like your prize, I like or I don't like your rules, um, or I like or don't like, you know, what you're going to charge me for it. So that you can set anywhere you want. But if it's uh, coming from MCB being run by it, then that's a different thing where you can create standing rules for it if it's being operated by MCB. So there you kind of have it, Matthew. If that's your affiliate drawing and that's your ruling, then that's 
what goes. Right. And and just like somebody asked, you know, if people could go in and out of the room, you really don't have any rules that I see that control people going in and out of the room. You can't adopt rules according to that, but you don't have any. So people really are free to move in and out of the room as they please. But when they leave the room, they also are giving up their right to not participate in any business that goes on during that time. So, yeah. Madam President. Yeah. Brady Jones. Madam. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Uh, Matthew, the door prize is traditionally, and as Chris used uh, as a custom, have been to draw people to stay in the convention. There have been times when we have had, you know, barely 30 people in the room, which this convention's been phenomenal about people staying in the room. Uh, You know, it's to draw people to come down to the meetings and to stay. As far as volunteering, uh, it's been at the discretion of the chair, whether or not we're doing work for your personal affiliate is considered working or doing work for MCB. There's a fine line between what happens because I know two affiliates uh, in this convention today uh, have been selling pirate booty cards for Missouri Council of the Blind. And then they've also been selling their own stuff. It is a fine, you know, do you see where it's a fine line? And how do you define what is work for MCB and what is work for your personal affiliate or your personal business? Because there are some that have done personal business, too. But traditionally, it has been door prizes, even within, like, the PTA and stuff. And Girl Scouts, my Girl Scout service unit, does door prizes. You have to be present in the room to get your door prize kind of thing. It's to keep you in the meeting, to keep you from roaming out. Bringing her name out, Tammy Sinelli was outside doing work for MCB. If she had won a door prize, she asked me to not let them give it away because she was working for MCB. I'm not talking about individual raffles or the organizations, you know, the affiliates. I'm talking about people who are working for MCB or volunteering for them. Because I know there were some uh, people that uh, were doing stuff for MCB that was outside the uh, room, and their names were, they were drawn. That's the thing that's been a thing for years. We've not had a definitive list of who is working for MCB and who is not. So I will agree with you that that's a thing that needs to be resolved, but we don't have a rule that says who gets it and who doesn't. There's a question way in the back. Okay, so here's the bottom line. Um, There is no specific policy in place. My recommendation is that if this is something that is irritating you or making an issue, then you need to go forward and and work with your your policy chair and your policy committee and set those forward. But as it stands for now, we could be on this all night long. This is a this is a point of order on policy and and uh, parliamentarian has already spoken. 
All right. Any more questions? Madam President, this is Chip. Go ahead, Chip. Yeah. Very quickly, ladies and gentlemen, and Chris, yeah, I realize that there is no standing rules, and I do agree with that. I think we need to make it a part of the standing rules. Uh, our Madam President and I were talking uh, during the elections that people going in and out and then not being able to come back in. Traditionally, when the way we used to do it is from the time that uh, you know they started passing out the cards or uh, getting ready to vote, they would lock the doors. And if people went out, they were not allowed back in until the elections had been announced. Uh, I think you're right, Chris. Perhaps we need to make that a part of the standing rules. Thank you. All right. Thank you for that. I do think we need to come up with some guidelines for a couple of things that have been brought up. And again, as usual, I'm taking notes. So I appreciate the input. And it helps to clarify because then we all have answers. So is there anything else that needs to be discussed? How about some raffle drawings? And from here on out, it gets easier because then there's door prizes. See, I told you. The St. Louis Northern Lights 50-50 drawing itself. There is a envelope sitting on the table in front of me for the winner for $103. Okay? So the ticket will be drawn, and if the person is not here, we will still call them on their phone, and they will receive it. Okay? So now all we need is someone to draw. He can't have it. No, he's Northern Light. Okay. Is there a Trupasso in the building? Clear? There's two Trupassos. Okay. There should be a number on here. What's the phone number? Want me to give out the phone number? 314-939-1099. Lynn. All right, are there any other raffle drawings? Yeah. We got hands up. Yeah, thanks for that, Northern Lights Council. Two different people to have these drawings in this room. Ticket number 787755, Deborah Witt. Yes. And it comes, oh, now I forgot what, what was it, 60, $68 for library users. Okay, Braille Revival League. Ticket number 787926, April Gray. <laughs> okay. 
Is there anybody else that has yeah. raffle drawings? All right. We'll get you to a mic or a mic to you one way. Let one of these ladies do it that way. I will let y'all know whoever wins this. Um, the baskets are currently out at the marketplace, so once this is over, if y'all could meet us there to pick it up. Sanjay Seal. Sanjay Seal. Okay. Does it have a phone number on it? Okay, yes, it does. All right, we'll have to contact them. And that is for the adult party pack. Jennifer L. Well, I know who she is. All right, thank you. Hello. I am going to announce the winner of the 50-50. I'm going to announce the winner of the 50-50 that the fundraising club did. We ended up with $355, so half of that is $177.25, and the winner was Kim Vaughn. And Virginia will be sending you out a check this week. All right, so who else has a raffle to be drawn? Anybody? Well, I guess that concludes that, huh? Well, hey, thanks. That's really neat. All these little prizes and things that people have gotten, money. Wow. Everybody but me. <laughs> oh, well, hey. So guess what, Brandy, if it's time for more door prizes. If you want to draw the remaining one, go for it. All right. Let me take my mask off. All right. The first thing, we're going to start with a door prize from our host affiliate, and we're going to end on a door prize from our host affiliate. This is a beautiful set of jewelry. Uh, trust me, I'm jelly. Carla Green. We've got $20 from River City Workers of the Blind in Cape Girardeau, who just finally got out from under a boil water order. For Wendell Wilcox. I got $25 visa from Delta Area of the Blind. Teresa Sanders. That's Wendell in this letter. And Teresa's at the... I've got a $25 UWB Walmart gift card. That's Teresa Sanders. Cortland can take it. Carly, I'm sorry. Give it to her. <laughs> Carly. Roger Jewell. Way back in the... Y'all making sure Salita getting her steps in. 
All righty, we've got a $25 Target gift card from St. Charles County Council of the Blind for Lisa Gruenstel. Please tell me I didn't butcher it too bad. We have $25 cash from St. Louis Northern Lights. Johanna Jeremiah. We've got a $25 Walmart gift card from UWB. Sheila Stevens. That one's going to Sheila. That one's going to Johan. Johanna's in the very back in the blue. Oh, wait, switch. Switch. Yeah. Johanna. All right. $25 Walmart gift card from St. Louis Council of the Blind, Patrick Patton. He's all, I need you to raise your hand, Patrick. All right, we got $25 Walmart card from Springfield Service Club. Craig Ansel. We've got a $50 Walmart gift card from Springfield Service Club. Robert Sifford. How about Ashley Lair? Lair. Lair. She is a first timer, y'all. All righty. This is the last one from Agape. And I got to thank all of the affiliates for being so, so super generous this year with the gift cards and the cash. Uh, it's greatly appreciated. And whoever donated the cookware was some really nice cookware. And the jewelry. And the, <laughs> and the MCB. All right. Ronald Wyatt. In the plaid shirt in the middle back. All right, Madam President, that is it. All right, thank you for that, Brandy. Um, honestly, guys, are there any announcements before I start? All right, raise your hand. Microphone to be read, coming up to you. And then... This is Wilma one last time for this afternoon. Uh, as, don't forget, you need to come and get your things out of the marketplace room because when it closes this evening, it will be closed and you will lose your stuff. <laughs> I'm taking it home with me. We also want to remind you about the um, Catholic services today. Um, it's going to be, I believe, in about 20 minutes, 5.15. Thank you. We also wanted to remind you that we are having Protestant services uh, with Pastor Kelly at 7 a.m. Sunday morning. Um, so please, please, please uh, participate. Uh, we do not want to have an empty room for the clergy that are coming here. It's going to be an Alpine Room 1. I'm hearing nothing from nothing else, so guess what? 
Yeah. What? Who spoke my summer? Make a motion. This meeting is adjourned. Not yet. Hold on. Oh. So, guess what? This concludes our meeting for the day, but I first of all really want to just hold you just for a minute. I, I, I wanted to, I didn't get a chance and that was okay because I was kind of stunned actually, but I want to thank you for electing me as your next president. I really appreciate that and I'm really, really looking forward to working with everybody. I mean, I really am. I, I think this is just going to be awesome. So I just want you to, to know I appreciate it. So now for my, and, and by the way, Thanks to everybody that put this convention together. I am here to tell you I was in the middle of a lot of that and there is a lot of work that goes into this and I think you guys should thank everybody for doing this convention. So, do we have a motion to adjourn? All in favor, say aye. All right, then the 66th annual, annual MCB convention stands adjourned. Thank you, everybody. See you at the banquet. Yep, see you then.